Happy Wednesday. It's cold and wet where I am, but that's not going to stop me talking about ways we can build our network and connect with more people. And today, I want to propose a slightly different take on cross-promotion. Hello, Mark here, and welcome to Morning Creative. All the way through February, we are talking about connection. Now, we are often taught that collaboration and cross-promotion is the way to go with any kind of creative work on the internet, and it absolutely is. For so many creative forms, you are not going to find me arguing uh, against it at all. But if you're not feeling in a particularly strategic mood, which I think this kind of work or this, this kind of thinking can lend itself to, then what do you do? Well, let's flip cross-promotion on its head a bit. Instead of finding a strategic partner and thinking, how do we rig something up? Why don't we just start by pinpointing something that you already love and that you think your audience would also dig? So I'm kind of modelling this a little bit uh, with Morning Creative as we'll, we'll get into the extra shot uh, segment earlier. But this idea has been sort of percolating in my mind for, for quite a while. Uh, and I, I also want to thank Jeremy Enns for helping uh, move it from the back of my mind uh, into the forefront as well. So let's say there's a podcast episode that you really enjoyed. Hey, it might even be one from Morning Creative, but, you know, the, the world is infinite. It could be from anything. So one way to go would be to set up a strategic cross-promotion with that podcaster, because you're thinking, I bet there's some audience alignment here. I bet they would like the thing that, that I've gotten, you know, my audience would like the things. So you end up, you know, with this kind of deal. You promote my thing, I promote your thing. What that can end up with, and what it almost always ends up with, is a lot of uh, comparison. Like, do you have the right number of downloads? Do I have the right number of subscribers in my email list to make it a fair swap? Can I count my social media followers as, as listeners to my podcast to boost those numbers? Is it worth both of our times to actually rig this up? Are you using some sort of dynamic ad insertion so you can put your thing in? And is there a number of episodes I'm going to place my thing in? And what about the links? How do we track it? And it all gets a little bit exhausting after a while. And it's quite a lot of effort. So instead, why don't we just tell people about the things that we like and let them click the links and enjoy them and discover them? So... For example, if you have a newsletter and you're, you know, if you're thinking about this podcast, this, this episode that you really enjoyed, say you've got a newsletter, just tell people in the newsletter that you enjoyed the episode, right? It doesn't have to be anything more than that to begin with. If you're going to do that, by the way, if you're uh, doing anything like uh, linking to podcast episodes, hopefully that podcast has a website with a page for each episode. Link to that page. You will do them such a big favor by linking to their page rather than to the Spotify listing or the Apple podcasts listing. You will do them such a solid. It makes a difference. It really does. It makes a difference to Google. It makes a difference to, to them if you link to their website. And then the same would apply if you have a website, right? So in one scenario, you've got this newsletter and you want to tell people about this episode that you're listening to. If you've got your own podcast, link to that episode's website within your show notes. If you have a YouTube channel and you've, you've, you know, you've got this podcast episode that you want uh, that you really enjoyed. Maybe use your phone's screen recorder and play the episode in your podcast app and just screen record that and then put, you know, edit that into your, into your video. 
And then when your thing goes out, when your your post, your episode, your newsletter, uh, your video, whatever it is that, that goes out to the world, then find the creator of the thing that you enjoyed and start tapping them on the shoulder. So start by adding them on social media. So something as simple as, uh, we found this episode of, of this podcast, uh, re- you know, we really liked it. We found it really useful uh, because they talked about this thing, right? You know, pop that in a tweet, in a in a message on threads, uh, whatever, it, you know, in LinkedIn, wherever it is, and, and make sure to, to tag the creator of the thing that you enjoyed in. And then the key here is don't make it about you. Make it about them. That means not linking to your episode. At this point, this is not a moment for you to promote your stuff. And and that also means not doing the sly thing of like, we really enjoyed this podcast episode because it talks about exactly the things we talk about on our weekly pod. You know, it's no, no, no. Just literally, we really like this thing. If linking doesn't hurt your reach, because obviously, you know, some social networks, as I said, they don't like links. Some are okay. I think Threads is eh, maybe okay with it at the moment. LinkedIn is eh, maybe okay with it at the moment. Twitter, I think, still it very much doesn't like links. So if you want this to get reach and, and make sure it gets uh, seen, then maybe you don't want to link, uh, you know, add a link to the thing. But if you can, and if it's not going to hurt you too much, then link to their website, link to the property that they own. And if you're using social media that has a video capability, not necessarily thinking of like TikTok and threads here, but more or TikTok and Instagram here, but more like threads, more like Twitter, where having some text and then popping a little video to accompany it as an attachment, that can work quite well. So again, take a little screen grab or a little uh, screen recording of your phone while it's playing this podcast episode. And just be honest and genuine in your post. And like I said, make it about them. Just, we really like this. This is why it spoke to this particular thing or it made us think about this thing or we discovered this thing because of it. And then, next step, if you can find their email address drop them an email. If they've got a contact form, do it that way. But if you can get in touch or a DM, you know, if you can get in touch with them privately, then start uh, this next, you know, step of the process, if you like, and just thank them for the valuable content. Again, this is real. It's just basic human stuff, right? It's, it's not anything strategic. It's not anything algorithmic. It's just basic human. You did a thing and I liked it. I've told people over here, I've put it in my podcast episode, I'm just tapping you on the shoulder publicly to thank you, but I also want to say a special thank you, I appreciated it. And at that point, you can then mention, oh yeah, we mentioned it in in our episode. Um, Or, you know, I put it in my newsletter this week because I really found it useful and I just wanted to thank you for it. It's as simple as that. Because you're doing it privately it doesn't feel like that sort of naked promotion. It doesn't feel like that backhanded, I'm promoting myself by promoting you, you know? It's it's much more genuine and it's much more likely then to build that bit of trust with them that they can then take a look and, and you know, if they like it, they might tell people about it. But what I would also do is offer the opportunity to collaborate at this point and say, yeah, we, you know, I mentioned it in my newsletter and then a simple offer to, do you want to work on something together? And it needn't be more complex than that. Don't necessarily go in with, uh, you know, would you like to return the favor by linking to my thing? I've got this pre-prepared thing that I you know, want you to link to and here's all the images and the assets and like, no. Do you want to collaborate? You know, as simple as that. Do you, is there scope to do something together? Do you fancy working together on something? I think making it 
uh, again, not about you, but about them and about the value that you can both bring to their audience. I think that is, that's the way to do it. And that's kind of it, really. That is the process. It's, it's a basic human reaching out. Now, you might think, of course, there's no guarantee that the other party is going to you know, respond and promote my stuff and, and act in kind, you know, and that's absolutely true, right? There's, there's no guarantee. They may never get in touch. They might not, even, even if they, you know, they, they, they might just say, thank you. That was great, but we're not looking to collaborate or whatever. And that's fine. But it's not like there's anything lost here. You haven't given over a paid slot. And it, because if you start thinking about it too much like that, then it becomes, you know, we're coming from a place of scarcity. We kind of want to come from a place of abundance, if if I'm going to use sort of a bit of that kind of language, right? We don't want to think about, I've only got limited time in my episode to promote things. And like, it should really come from that genuine thing of, I'm adding value to my audience by telling them about this thing that has been made. And then obviously it would be nice for that reciprocity to occur, but we can't go in assuming that it's 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 going to occur. Yeah, like ultimately, if the thing that you are talking about is genuinely good for your audience, then you did the right thing because you added value to your audience. And so there is no loser in this scenario. That's that's the lovely thing. It's not, as the kids call it, a zero-sum game. Now, it's, it's, I understand this is also not necessarily great for momentum because obviously sometimes it's going to work and sometimes it's not. And so it might feel a little bit sort of stoppy and starty and, you know, and that kind of thing. But what this does is it can get you in the habit of what I'm going to call for now shipping relationships. And, and I know we already have this term shipping, which, you know, is the contraction of relationship. But when I'm using shipping relationships, I'm talking about making this kinetic, making it actionable, and, you know, to a degree strategic, making it repeatable, making it a habit and seeing this as a process, because it is as much as it's very much about building genuine, authentic connections. It absolutely is that it is also something that can be repeated. It's something that you can do with every issue. You can think about what's the thing that I'm going to tell people about today. We'll do that in a little moment. And then how can I go about signaling that to the people who made the thing? So it's absolutely a process. And the more you do it, the more uh, you get into that habit, the higher your success rate is going to be. It is also, I know it is time consuming, right? I'm, I'm absolutely aware of that. You know, you're already putting in a lot of work into what you're making. And so adding this extra thing, is going to be a bit, bit more time consuming. But honestly, so is setting up a formal collaboration. And, and actually, that's a lot more stop and start because you're going in hoping that this thing is going to happen. And then you'll get radio silence for a week or two weeks, you know, and then, you know, you'll have this sort of furious bit of activity. And by then you're on a whole different episode or issue or post or whatever. And by doing that more sort of, uh, if you like, traditional collaborative approach where you seek the uh, agreement first, you're kind of potentially robbing your audience of something that will brighten their day. Because if that collaboration doesn't pan out, what are you going to do? Are you, are you not going to tell people about this this really good book or this really good newsletter because they didn't say that they would tell their audience about you? I don't know. Like, I think I don't think that's how you operate. I don't think you specifically. I don't think that's how you want to operate. I think you want to be there to be generous, and so that's how we can do it. So this approach is is more proactive, and I think ultimately it is better for building relationships because of its proactive nature. You can still make it strategic, but it's built on generosity. And that stuff 
It takes longer. It's perhaps more uncertain, but it's always more effective long term. So keep a note of all of the stuff that you want to highlight to your audience. Anytime you come across something else that you think that they'll dig, then capture it. Keep it somewhere in a notes file, in Notion, in a to-do list app, whatever, you know, a link sharing app, whatever works for you. Just keep it there. Anytime you come across something and you think, oh, yeah, you know what, that'll be good for my audience, pop it in the list. And then have that list ready for the next time you come to make your thing, make your blog post, your uh, your piece of work, or the next time you just want to do some social stuff, you know. Uh, we're going to talk about tomorrow, we're going to talk about sort of strategic social time. And so this is something that you can do as part of that when you're looking to build up your network. So uh, time for our extra shot. Then I started doing this yesterday. This is uh, akin to what we're talking about today. It's kind of just a thing that I want to tell you about. Again, there's no strategic uh, thing in place. It's just something that I found I think you might like. Uh, and today it is the book Get Together. Uh, this is by Bailey Richardson, Kai El Masotto, and Kevin Hun. Uh, and it is all about uh, community and how we can build them properly, build them well. This is not about do I use Circle or do I create a WhatsApp group or like it's not about the mechanics in that sense uh, and the tech behind it. It's much more about how do you get the right people together? How do you know who those people are that are going to uh, really benefit from this community and, and how do you stoke the flame and, and fan the flames and all that kind of stuff? And uh, I'm really enjoying it so far. So uh, there you go. Uh, if you've got anything in mind that you think uh, myself and other Morning Creative uh, listeners, viewers, followers would enjoy, mark at morningcreative.fm is how you can reach me. Okay, so we had a message in from Ed J. Um, this was relating to episode 52, uh, how different generations respond to our work. So that was me talking about how we communicate to uh, Gen X, oh, boomers, Gen X, uh, millennials, and Gen Z, or Zoomers. And uh, Ed says, as someone in my 20s, if someone gets mad because your values don't align with their values and that hurts their emotional state... They need to grow up. Be who you are, because being anyone else isn't worth the effort of faking yourself for the goodwill of others. Be good, be kind, and be respectful until they don't respect you. Thank you, Ed. That puts me in mind of, uh, yeah, that, that phrase, be who you are because being anyone else isn't worth the effort, kind of puts me in mind of that whole be yourself because everyone else is taken kind of line. So, I, you know, I, I, uh, I, I, we, we stand that, as the, as the kids say. <laughs> um, and, uh, I, yeah, I think my, my take on that and my thought on that is, like, assume good intent until shown otherwise. And that includes our speech as well. That includes the messaging that we put out from ourselves. If we say something that accidentally offends someone, there's a difference obviously between I call it as I see it. And if you don't like it, then you don't like it. Like, no, that's knowingly saying things to get a rise out of people. But if you, you know, if you accidentally say a thing and then someone else is offended, you would hope that they would assume good intent on you and you have to assume good intent. You know, you have to recognize the good intent in yourself and not then beat yourself up about accidentally using a, a piece of language that maybe triggered them because your intent was good and you can't control how other people perceive your speech. So uh, thank you, uh, Ed. And also thank you. I was particularly appreciated the fact that I think he, he recognized, you know, I mentioned at the end, like these are generalizations because it's very easy to, 
to listen to that episode or to watch the video or watch a clip and go, wow, these are that doesn't reflect me at all. But so I, I particularly appreciated, I, I think, that Ed, Ed got the fact that, yes, these are generalizations. Anyway, that is it for today. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. Next time, then, we are going to talk about connection shipping. And I'm hopefully uh, we'll have a better name for it by tomorrow. But this is how we can spend half an hour a day of structured time to help you build your audience and your network. So I look forward to chatting to you about that tomorrow. In the meantime, you're brilliant. Take care.